blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today, we've got the first episode of 2022 and the first episode of our 2022 patron tournament, y'all. I am super excited about this, John. This has uh, been, I mean, it seems like a long time coming, but we got a, we got a big, bad field of talent coming our way this year. This is going to be a huge tournament. It is. It's going to last a good while, um, but I'm really excited to see who comes out on top. You know, this bracket is locked. Our patrons are going head to head until we crown one of them, the ultimate nostalgic knowledge base in the universe, uh, or at least the people who are patrons of the Throwback Trivia Takedown. So we're excited about that. All right. Let's meet these two contenders who are going against each other in our first episode of the tournament. In one corner, from the state of Washington, sick of the neglect he receives from his mom and dad, this young boy leaves home and travels the world in search of new parents. The movie North, Elijah Wood classic, 1994. Anybody? (laughs) North? Anybody? No. Anyway, it's Josh, the great white North. Josh, that's how he got the North. You get it? Anybody? Does nobody nobody remember (laughs) that movie but me? I think I might have seen it, but I don't really remember it. (laughs) All right. Well, besides your poor taste in film, uh, Josh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and just who you are. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to get this tournament kicked off for you guys. Um, I'm Josh North. I'm from the Seattle area, just north of Seattle. I work uh, for a biofarm company uh, doing accounting and not a whole lot interesting about me other than that. (laughs) okay and in the other corner you better run you better take cover because she comes from the land down under it's frankie the drop bear of doom mitchell (laughs) frankie you've been on the show multiple times yourself please remind everybody a little bit about yourself um thanks for having me back guys i'm francesca mitchell i'm from melbourne victoria in australia um i'm a primary school teacher part-time and when I'm not running after a classroom full of kids, I run after my two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are excited to have y'all go head to head today. And uh, for everybody out there, we need y'all to learn the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. 
All right, now that everybody knows the rules and you've met our two contenders, I want to get to know Frankie and Josh just a little bit better. And because I mentioned the fearsome drop bear, um, I kind of got to thinking, and this is a very basic question, but I want to know, what's your favorite animal? Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'll go with the husky. It's uh, it's Washington's mascot, and we had a husky as a kid, and it was my favorite dog we ever owned, even though it tried to murder my sister when it wrapped her around a tree with its, its leash. It was, it was leashed to a tree, and she was out playing with her name was Sasha and Sasha got excited and started running circles around her and <laughs> wrapped her around a tree. And luckily my mom saw it and went out there and unwrapped her. But <laughs> wow. But yeah, Huskies are my favorite. Okay. How about Frankie. I like dogs too, but my favorite all time animal is a giraffe. And for my 30th birthday, my best friend, um, got an experience for me to go and feed them at the zoo, which was awesome. So they're my favorite. Very nice. Good, good choices. Um, giraffe and a husky. <sighs> They're cool. But, uh, John, you know my favorite animal, don't you? It's the wolf. Yeah, I have been obsessed with wolves since I was a kid. And the husky is, like, pretty much a wolf. It's, like, really close. They look really close to wolves. And so I'm sorry. I've got to give this one to Josh. Actually, just over my shoulder, there you go, a little picture of wolves. Right oh, yeah. there, <laughs> right by my DVDs. So uh, I don't know what it is. I just plastered wolves all over my uh, bedroom when I was a kid, and I still have a fondness for them. So, Josh, that means you get to go first and pick your category. All right. Uh, let's go TV to start it. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. This still-running syndicated legal program made its TV debut in 1981 with Judge Joseph Wapner manning the gavel and Doug Lewin as the host. Oh, well, I don't want to talk too much, I guess, since she can steal if I'm wrong. So I'll just guess the People's Court. The People's Court is correct. Wapner. Definitely Wapner. And that was a question from Chris Hossie. Thank you very much, Chris, for submitting that question. All right. Starting off with some points. Frankie, can you match him? What category do you want? I think I'll choose fashion first, please. And we're staying in the 80s. Okay. The jacket worn for what 1983 music video was designed by Deborah Landis? It was candy apple red with black stripes, noted for its many zippers and rigid shoulder design. In 2011, it sold for $1.8 million at auction. The buyer described the jacket as the greatest piece of rock and roll mem- memorabilia in history. So what music video was this famous candy apple red jacket on? I feel like in the 80s, there are a few music videos that had those kind of big shoulders and lots of zippers. But the first one that came to my mind was the one that Michael Jackson wears for the Thriller video. That's oh, I'm tossing up between Bad and Thriller, but I'm going to go with Thriller. The Thriller jacket is correct. Yes. <laughs> Good job. That was that was a music category, right? <laughs> that was fashion because that was <laughs> oh. that, that jacket was super fashionable. 
That was fashion. Okay. That was fashion. Uh, all right. So, Josh, what category do you want? Uh, let's try toys and games. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. We've got a question from Jackie LaFave. In this game, players are given a pile of plastic legumes to put into a pot without tipping over. Players take turns placing the items inside the pot one at a time. But if a player causes it to tip over, all the items in the pot are added to their pile. Play continues until one player has nothing left to put into the pot, making them the winner. Uh, the only thing I can really think of that might fit this, and I believe it's a game I don't think I've ever played, is called Spill the Beans. So that's what I'll guess. Spill the Beans. Spill the Beans is incorrect. Jackie, you get a chance. I said Jackie. Jackie's the person who wrote the question. <laughs> Frankie, you're the contender today. Uh, you get a chance to steal. I wish I was Jackie, then I might know the answer. I was going to guess Spill the Beans too. Um, we had something similar here called Kaplunk, but that doesn't really tie in with the the bean angle. Um, bean, spill the beans. Mm. I'm just going to say bean stew. I reckon spill the beans was a pretty good answer. <laughs> bean stew is incorrect. And spill the beans was a pretty good answer, but he was missing an important word that I just, I couldn't give it to you. I'm being a little bit of a stickler here because it's the exact opposite. It's actually called don't spill the beans uh, is the yeah. name of the game. <laughs> so Whoops. sorry, you're just one word off. All right. Uh, Frankie, we are back to you. What category would you like? Yeah, I think I'll go for food, please. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. In 2000, McDonald's unveiled this menu item. It was lettuce and various ingredients packed in a tall, clear cup. You'd pour in your favorite dressing, pop on the, do the domed lid, and jostle the cup for even dressing distribution. Hmm. I don't really go to Macca's. Macca's? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what it's called. Yeah, no one says McDonald's. Yeah, I don't go to Macca's. Um, and if I did, I wouldn't choose a salad, which is what it sounds like. So I'm going to guess something like uh, McSalad sounds a bit boring. Maybe it's like McShaker salad or Mc... Hmm. I'll just guess McSalad. McSalad is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? <laughs> well, I feel bad because I was thinking McShaker or something, or Shaker salad, something along those lines. So uh, maybe I'll just say it. McShaker salad. McShaker salad is so close. Y'all just kind of flip-flop it. Y'all right there. John, do you know this one? I was guessing in my head. I thought McShaker salad too, but I was like, no, no, no. It's probably McSalad shakers. McSalad shakers. Yes. Uh, you guys were all <laughs> up on it. Unfortunately. <laughs> all right. Uh, Josh, what category would, like, would you like? Going back to you. Uh, left we have movies, music, news, and politics, slang, Sports and literature. Uh, I'll try slang, please. Okay. And we're going back to the 80s. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Short for emotional hardcore, what word was coined to describe a very specific punk scene in the mid-80s in the Washington, D.C. area? Uh, I'll just say emo. Or emo. Sure not an emu. I think that did Frankie get Emo is correct. That is short for it. Yep. There you go. Pretty simple one there. All right. Uh, Frankie, what would you like? Um, I will go with movies, please. Okay. We're staying in the 80s. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dice like the 80s today. This 1981 film stars Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn, and Tom Cruise as military academy students who decide to take over their school to save it from closing. It was Penn's first film role and Cruise's second. Hmm. I think when I hear Tom Cruise and military, I think Top Gun, but that doesn't quite sound right. It sounds a bit early. They take over this. They try to take over the school. Did you say, mm-hmm. Adam? Yep. Students who decide to take over their school to save it from closing. Mm. No, I feel like it's in there somewhere, but I, it's not not coming to me. Could I have the question one more time? Sorry. Of course. This 1981 film stars Timothy Hutton. Sean Penn and Tom Cruise as military academy students who decide to take over their school to save it from closing. It was Penn's first film role and Cruise's second. Yeah, that didn't help much. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to say Top Gun. I know that's so wrong, but I can't think of a better guess. Top Gun is so wrong. Uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh, can you steal? No, I can't. I don't know this. Let's say cocktail. Cocktail, a <laughs> great movie. And John and I, our dad showed us cocktail. We were way too young. <laughs> way, too young. <laughs> way too young. No, uh, John, tell everybody what, I'm, what movie I'm referring to. It's called Taps. Taps. Oh, okay. Yep. Taps. And if you guys want to listen to John and I talk about Taps, go listen to our BFOP episode of it uh, that we did with Alex Renekamp. So, anyway. That's how I that's how I came up with that question. I was like, oh, that's a good one. Not many people know that one. And I was right. Not many people know that one. <laughs> so, uh, all right, uh, Josh, we are back to you. We've got music, news and politics, sports and literature. Um, let's go news and politics. Okay. And we're going back to the 60s. 60s, all right. In 1965, what short pile synthetic surface was invented by James M. Faria and Robert T. Wright at Monsanto? It was patented and originally sold under the name Chemgrass. I'm not sure I quite understand, but Chemgrass makes me think AstroTurf, so let's go AstroTurf. AstroTurf is correct. That's it. Okay. All right, Frankie, we are back to you. I would like probably none of these, but I will <laughs> choose Literature. Ah, oh, Literature. We're staying in the 60s. Wow. Okay. Oh We've got a question from Chris Hossie. Thank you, Chris. This novel, written by Jacqueline Susan, was critically panned by reviewers, but has sold more than 31 million copies since its 1966 release. It tells the story of a trio of young women 
going after success in the entertainment industry. Hmm. In the 60s. Three women. Hmm. Doesn't ring any bells. I'm thinking maybe if it wasn't very successful and then, but it sold lots of copies, maybe there was a movie. Um, I'm going to say Dream Girls. Dream Girls is incorrect. Josh, you get a chance to steal? All right, can you reread it, please? I can. This novel, written by Jacqueline Susan, was critically panned by reviewers, but has sold more than 31 million copies since its 1966 release. It tells the story of a trio of young women going after success in the enter- in the entertainment industry. Yep, that didn't help, help me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know this. I passed. <laughs> All right. I am looking for Valley of the Dolls. Valley of the Dolls. And there was actually a film that was made from it, an adaptation. Mm. I can't remember when. I think maybe the 70s or 80s. So Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've not seen it or read it. All right. No points awarded. Josh, we are back to you. What category would you like? Uh, we'll try sports. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. And I'm going to straight up say this is a pretty tough one. I'm throwing it out there already. So we've got a tough game going. Name this professional race car driver who was the first woman to qualify and compete in the Indianapolis 500 as well as the Daytona 500, which both happened in 1977. If she had a motto, I think it would be driving fast doesn't require a Woody. Oh, I I should know this. I've heard it before, I think, but I don't remember. Since you put a Woody clue out there, I'm just going to guess the last name of, of Lightyear. Lightyear is incorrect. Frankie, can you steal? No, I really doubt it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to get something with that woody clue, but I'm, I'm not um i'm gonna guess the last name of oaks oaks is a great last name we love you jonathan oaks <laughs> but uh that is incorrect uh you guys did pick up on my woody clue um john when you hear the name woody do you have a of a last name that, that hits you a last name yeah uh, I actually automatically went to Guthrie. Janet Guthrie ah. is who I was trying to get you to um, with my super clever pun, um, but it was not. Yeah, Janet Guthrie was the first woman to uh, qualify for the Indianapolis 500 and the Daytona 500. A uh, little side info, she was actually originally an aerospace engineer. Uh, she graduated from the University of Michigan with a physics degree in 1960 and then became a professional race car driver. So very awesome. A lot cooler than I am. Yeah, all of us. All of us. Same here, yeah. All right. Who are we? We're back with Frankie? Yeah, yeah Frankie, and I, I think want, just yeah. music left. Yep, that's yep. it. All right. And we're staying in the 70s. Okay. It's pretty straightforward. In 1977, Michael McDonald replaced Tom Johnstone in which family band? Hmm. Um. 
family band. I'm wondering if it's got family in the name or whether they're all related. Michael McDonald. What was the name of the person he replaced? Sorry, Adam. Yep. Uh, Michael McDonald replaced Tom Johnstone. Tom Johnstone. Mm. I'm going to say Sly and the Family Stone. Sly and the Family Stone is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Oh, probably not. Uh, I know the Beach Boys has brothers, so let's go the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys is incorrect. John, I have a feeling you know this one. Taking it to the street. It's the Doobie Brothers. Doobie Uh, Brothers. That's the uh, family band hint. Yes, and John fake smoking a doobie there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, All right. That is the end of round one. John, could you please give us our score updates? All right, not a lot of points in the first round, but plenty of points left in the second to be had. Josh has 30, and Frankie has 10. All right, yes, a lot more game to play. And because Josh started off in round one, that means, Frankie, you get to pick for Josh to start us off in round two. Hmm. I'm going to give Josh... I'll give him Literature. Literature. We're at the the 70s. The 70s, okay. And we have a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. This publishing company started in California in 1977 and became a subsidiary of Scholastic Inc. in 2002. Their first book was a how-to guide about juggling, complete with juggling beanbags attached to a mesh bag. Which is ironic because unlike their name, which would take some serious hand-eye coordination. That's a long question and kind of <laughs> <laughs> contrived there, but a good question nonetheless. And again, thank you, Jackie, for your questions. Uh, I can read it again if you'd like. Uh, yeah, please. Yep. Name this publishing company that started in California in 1977 and became a subsidiary of Scholastic Inc. in 2002. Their first book was a how-to guide about juggling, complete with juggling beanbags attached to a mesh bag. Which is ironic, because unlike their name, uh, that would take some serious hand-eye coordination. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going to pass. I don't have a good guess. Fair, it is a tough one. Frankie, can you steal? Again, probably not. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, that clue's really got me. It wouldn't take a lot of hand-eye coordination. No, I think I'm going to have to pass to... And my, my wording is pretty rough on that one, too, so... Um, their first book is about juggling, uh, but which is ironic because the name of the publishing company is not uh, something that would do, do well with hand-eye coordination. It's called Klutz, the Klutz Publishing Company. So pretty tough there. All right. Josh, what category would you like to give to Frankie? Uh, we'll give Frankie music. Okay. And we have our first 50s question. Okay. And we are taking a trip to the Throwback Lounge. Yay! Yes, you are all so lucky. Uh, so, Frankie, I need you to name the artist of this 1958 Billboard number 22 hit. Okay. 
Se necesito una poca de gracia, una poca de gracia para mí, para ti. E arriba, e arriba, e arriba, e arriba. Hey! <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you. Um... <laughs> the first time singing uh, not English. Just, uh, well, I guess that's a hint there. Sorry. <laughs> Screw yeah, that. no, that's okay. I it's... speak Italian and I think that's what you were, what you were singing in. Um, not to discount your your singing. <laughs> Please um, discount it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, an artist though. Um, so I don't know many songs in Italian that would have been really popular. I'm thinking. Mm, I guess I don't want to give too many clues. They're probably not very helpful. Um, I'm trying to think of the name. Um, oh, come on, brain. Well, I can think of the f I can think of the first name I want, but I can't think of the last name. <sighs> no, sorry, guys. I can't even think of a guess. It's not coming to me. All right, Josh, can you steal? Nope. I just say <laughs> Pavarotti. <laughs> Pavarotti is incorrect. I think my lounge style um, shifted. It made you guys think it was Italian, but I was actually oh. singing Spanish. John, do you know this one? Oh, that is the great, great song by Ricardo Valenzuela, also known as Richie Valens. That is La Bamba. Yes, Richie oh. Valens is the answer I was looking for. That was La Bamba. And I apologize to all of my Spanish-speaking uh, listeners. Uh, that was a terrible rendition, but, you know, <laughs> so it goes. All uh, right, uh, Frankie, you get to pick for Josh. I will pick sports, please. Okay. What I took away from that is that if you lounge sing a song in Spanish, it sounds Italian. It sounds, yeah. <laughs> it does kind of sound Italian. <laughs> and we are going to the 2000s for sports. Okay. Since the institution of the Rugby World Cup in 1987, there have been four different championship countries. Australia won twice in 91 and 95, New Zealand and South Africa each winning three times, and this country, what European country, won its only Rugby World Cup in 2003, being the only non-Tri-Nations country to win a World Cup? Of course, it's rugby. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We'll guess Ireland. Ireland is incorrect. Frankie, you get a chance to steal. Can I get the question again, please, Adam? You can. Since the institution of the Rugby World Cup in 1987, there have been four different championship winning countries. Australia won twice. New Zealand and South Africa each won three times. And uh, what European country won its only Rugby World Cup in 2003, being the only non-Tri-Nations country to win a World Cup? I'm going to guess England, please. England and their rugby name, the Roses, did win in 2003. Good job. That's correct. All right. Frankie with the steal. And Josh, you've got to give her the next category. Uh, how about we give her news and politics? Okay. 
And we are going to the 80s. Okay. In 1987, this person was elected as the British Prime Minister for her third and final time. I think that would be Margaret Thatcher. You are thinking correct. It is Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) All right. We're moving along. We're getting some more points. And Frankie, what would you like to give to Josh? I will give Josh... um, I'll give him um, TV, please. Okay. And we're going back to the 60s. Okay. All right, we got another question from Jackie Lafave. Thank you, Jackie. This Notre Dame graduate became the host of a call-in radio talk show in 1963. Then in 67, he was given a morning talk show TV show, which would soon gain nationwide syndication. He's been called the king of daytime talk, and even Oprah Winfrey has stated if it weren't for him, there would never have been the Oprah show. Oh, when I think of Notre Dame on TV, I think of Regis Philbin. So I'll say Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin is incorrect. Frankie, you get a chance to steal. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna do much better. Um, I watched a lot of Phil Donahue, but I think that's late, and then. Uh, sorry, yeah, I think that's a bit later. And then Jerry Springer, that was later too. Um, I'll just guess Donahue because I don't know any others early ones. Phil Donahue is correct. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What a pull. Okay. All right. And she gets another steal. And uh, Josh, you got to give Frankie another category. Left, we have what? Movies, fashion, slang, and food, and toys and games. Uh, how about we give Frankie fashion? Okay. We're going even further back to the 50s. Okay. This French luxury fashion and perfume house began in 1952. The most famous ambassador for the brand was Audrey Hepburn, where she wore their dresses in films such as Sabrina, How to Steal a Million, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and Charade. And even Jacqueline Kennedy famously wore their clothes to the funeral of JFK. Hmm. I feel like this could be a few. Mm. So I was thinking maybe Chanel, but that was a bit earlier. Dior was sort of in the 40s. Um, I'll guess, I'll guess Givenchy, I think. Givenchy is correct. Phew. Wow. You are on a tear right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, Frankie, what category do you want to give to Josh? I'll give Josh toys and games, please. Okay. And we have our first 90s question. Wow. Okay. Name this popular game for teenage females throughout the 90s. A spinner would land on either a question or a dare, each worth a certain amount of points. If a player does not perform the action or answer a question, they must wear a zit sticker for the rest of the game. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard of this. Uh, Truth or dare with zits. (laughs) Uh, okay. 
I just called that my teenage years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Pass. Pass. All right. Frankie, can you steal this one? Did you put on any zit stickers in the 90s? No, I didn't need to either. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if we had this here. Maybe we did. Um, I'm just going to guess truth or zit. Truth or Zit is awesome, but it is incorrect. <laughs> now, the game I'm looking for is called Girl Talk. Girl Talk. All right. Um, Josh, you get to pick for Frankie, and we still have movies, slang, and food. Uh, how about we give Frankie food? Okay. And we're staying in the 90s. Okay. This brand is made by Anheuser-Busch and released in 1990 as a non-alcoholic alternative for people who wanted beer without the booze. Its slogan, it's what beer drinkers drink when not drinking beer. Hmm. This is sort of in my wheelhouse because I don't drink. But when I'm not drinking, I don't choose things that taste like beer. (laughs) 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 Um, So... Um, no, I can't even really think of a, a guess. I'm not really sure your beer brands too much either. Um, I'll say Budweiser Zero. Budweiser Zero is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Maybe. I don't know. I prefer my beer with alcohol in it, but <laughs> the only, the, the, Non-alcoholic beer that comes to mind from back then, I believe, is called O'Doul's. So we'll guess O'Doul's. O'Doul's is correct. That is the one. All right. He gets the steal. And now, Frankie, you get to pick for him. Is he going to get slang or is he going to get movies? Um, I'll give Josh movies, please. Okay. And we're going all the way back to the 50s. Okay. Which 1955 romantic comedy contains the renowned scene of Marilyn Monroe's white dress being blown upwards by a passing train as she stands on a subway grate? And it's a question from Chris Hossie. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, I'm not sure. I believe she was in a movie called Some Like It Hot. So I'll just guess that. Some Like It Hot is incorrect. Frankie, can you steal? Mm, that was going to be my guess too, Josh, because I know the scene, but I don't. I don't think I've ever seen the movie. Um, so I would just choose another Marilyn movie. I don't know too many. I'll say, um, gentlemen prefer blondes. Gentlemen prefer blondes is incorrect. Yeah, this one is actually called the Seven Year Itch. So another Marilyn Rowan. Okay. All right. And we are left with slang for Jackie to finish off round two. Or Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> Did I say Jackie again? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Frankie, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, right. we, we know we love you. Yeah. It sounds very yeah. similar. <laughs> All right. And we are going to the nineties. Okay. If a friend is annoying you, put up your palm and tell them this forward phrase. If they know anything about the 90s, they'll get the hint. I think it's going to be talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. A bit of a gimme, but (laughs) yes, talk to the hand is correct. 
All right, that is the end of round two. John, could you please give us our score updates? All right, uh, Frankie, not Jackie, mounted a <laughs> little bit of a comeback, but it is still a close game. Frankie has 60 and Josh has 40. So, Frankie, as you have the lead going into our final round, what category do you want to see as one of the final two questions? I think I'll choose fashion, please. Okay. And the decade will be the 2000s. Okay. And Josh, what category do you want to put into our final round? Uh, Let's try sports. Okay. For sports, we're going back to the 50s. All right. We need the two of y'all to make your wagers based on 2000s fashion and 50s sports. I have my wager written down. Okay. Yeah, I really hate this bit. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's the maths as well as the um, previous bad record that freaks me out. Um, I've got my wage written down too. All right. We are going to start in the 2000s fashion. At the 2001 American Music Awards, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears classed things up as they came in matching attire made from what fabric? And your 50s sports question. The 1950 World Cup Finals was an all-South American affair. The press and general public were so confident in Brazil's victory that they had already started declaring them the new world champs for days prior to the final match. But instead, this country took the match two to one. All right. Do either of you need the questions again? No. No? Okay. All right. They're not thinking about it because they already have their answers. But if you guys, uh, you know, out there want to check out any of the podcasts from the Blast From Our Past podcast network, please do so. There's a lot of great nostalgic content out there for all of y'all. Okay. Well, you guys have your answers in. Let's get things started. And Josh, as you were behind, what are your answers to the 2000s fashion and the 50s sports question? Uh, so for 2000s fashion, I wasn't quite sure. So I just guessed that they came in Canadian tuxedos and said they wore denim. Mm-hmm. And then for the 50s sports, I was between Uruguay and Argentina, and I guessed Argentina. Okay. And Frankie, what were your answers to the same two questions? I said denim for the fashion one. I can see it really vividly in my mind, trying to forget it. And I was also between Uruguay and Argentina, but I said Uruguay. All right. And for your answers for 2000s fashion and 50 sports, yes, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears class things up with those awesome matching denim uh, clothes that were just so awful and trashy, um, but they're great. And the winner of the 1950 World Cup Finals, y'all both knew that the uh, other two South American countries who have won World Cups are Argentina and Uruguay, but who won it in 1950? That would be Uruguay. Uruguay has won the 1951. Uh, So we have sucked the drama out of this one because Josh missed the sports question, but Frankie got it. Uh, But we want to know the final score. So, Josh, what was your final wager? Uh, I'm just upset with myself because 
if I would have, I, I thought the first World Cup was before that because I know Uruguay won the first World Cup. It was before that, but this was not the first one. This was just the 1950. Oh, see, I didn't realize they won two. All right, yeah, I don't feel have, so yep. bad now. Yes, all they right. have won two. <laughs> I, I bet it all. I bet all 40. Okay. And Frankie, what was your wager? I bet five. Because I thought there was no chance in hell I was getting a sport <laughs> question. My husband's going to be so proud of me. He's a big soccer fan. <laughs> All right, John, tally up those scores and let us know who won. With a final score of 65 to 0, Frankie is moving on in our Throwback Trivia Takedown patron tournament. Woo, it's congrats. A- Good job, it's Frankie. A Christmas miracle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you so much, Josh. You guys were great competitors, came down to the end. Um, Yeah, it very much could have gone one either way. You guys were right neck and neck um, for that final question. Uh, Frankie, you're going to be continuing on. Uh, I'm going to say Frankie's going to Hollywood right now, basically, because, uh, you know, (laughs) that was terrible. I tried to squeeze that in. That was awful. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Since we're going to hear from you again, we don't need to hear from you right now. Josh... Please leave us with some parting words, anything you want to mention, if you want to scorn uh, Argentina for not winning the 1950 Cup, anything you want to do. No, that's all right. I just pick 50-50, flip the wrong side of the coin. That's all good. Yeah. Now I don't have to worry about uh, losing to Scott Barber in the next round. So. Yes, that is correct. Well, uh, the two of y'all, uh, the, you know, Frankie, you will be going on to take on actually – uh, Scott's not a guarantee, and he is going to be facing a TBD opponent. There are two more recent um, patrons who have to battle off to face Scott, and then y'all will, uh, Frankie, you'll be taking on the winner of Scott versus whoever that opponent is. So, um, yeah, who knows? This could be wild. But uh, anything else you want to mention, Josh, before we end our episode? No, I'll just say uh, go listen to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. Yeah. My, my roommate Marcus is on that show. It's a great show if you like sports. I've been on a couple times. I didn't uh, show my sports knowledge this game going 0 for 3, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and also I want to say uh, go get your booster shot if you haven't. Uh, this stuff's spreading like wildfire again, so just keep yourself safe and keep the symptoms down even if you do contract it. Yep, wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. Uh, we've got multiple bench warmers between Scott, Marcus, and Dan, and Eric Ede are all on uh, the tournament this year. So it's going to be a, a wild um, patron tournament with those four bench warmers. And then, yeah, you've you've appeared on the show before as well. I highly recommend Bench Warmers Podcast as well. It's a great show. So, all right, for John, I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. 
and decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs>